0: Welcome to the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast where we discuss science and science-based tools in everyday life, particularly in neurobiology, exercise physiology, and the nutritional sciences. My name is Jessica Wong and I am a neuroscience student at the University of Southern California. Today's podcast episode is going to be all about the news. Sometimes, it literally feels like media is always presenting news that contains one tragedy after another, as the news is always pushing its propaganda to make us feel or think a certain way subconsciously that we don't even know about, right? We just know that we feel a certain way after exposure to it. National and world disasters wreak havoc on families and individuals, and these traumas they often create a ripple effect that actually impact other people outside of the actual physical incident so our main question for today is is it possible to become traumatized from afar by watching or reading the news as always I just wanted to mention that this podcast is part of my effort to bring zero cost to consumer public education about science as it is unrelated to my goals as a personal trainer and as an undergraduate student So let's break this down and talk about how traumatic events impact the human brain, right? In psychological terms, trauma occurs when we feel that our lives may be in danger and that we don't have control over the situation. You don't have to be in a life-threatening danger to experience trauma. It's simply enough that our brain believes that we are in grave danger, right? That's, That's wild. There's this tiny area in our brain, we've talked about it in this epi- in, in this pod in those podcast episodes previously, that that first responds to danger, right? Our amygdala, that's the first responder. Because of evolution, our amygdala doesn't readily recognize a difference between immediate physical danger and danger that may be yards away. So our amygdala simply kicks the rest of our brain into gear triggering a rise in pulse, a rise in adrenaline and cortisol, as well as breathing. And eventually, our prefrontal cortex, which is the logic center of our brain, recognizes that something's off, something's wrong, and it'll respond second. Our brain will get to assimilate the given information by springing into action if the danger that is right in front of us Is actually danger or just reassuring ourselves that the danger presented on the TV or on the media is very just distant and this is because our brain has this inborn defense against danger and this process is called the fight or flight response developed to help us survive back when our ancestors were evading predators or rescuing someone in distress The prefrontal cortex is one of the last regions of the brain to be fully developed in adolescence, but adults generally have an ability to logically understand distant dangers compared to proximal dangers. That's why when disasters and trauma that occur far away from us can feel threatening, even when we're sitting safely elsewhere. And with all the news flooding into our periphery by pushing its agenda on us all the time, It's very easy to influence people to think that what they're seeing are things that have sides and things that they should fear from and that the rest of the world is going to crap. So why is the news so negative, right? The news is so negative because as humans, our brains are evolutionarily programmed to go towards things that are wrong or that are negative because centuries ago when we realized that something was wrong as hunter gatherers, that meant that death was near if we don't fix it so now the news and media in general that disguise themselves as talk shows and and things like that put fear into people because when you're fearful you'll watch more to find the solution to your problem even if you're helpless the more that you watch the news the more traction that is going to be built and the more ad revenue that they're going to get so they earn more money, right? It's a money thing at the end. And you have to ask yourself, is it what I'm watching right now, how does it make me feel? You think, dang, I feel very fearful and not very positive. If you feel that way, and get off it as soon as possible. That's an immobilizing feeling that you're experiencing that's immobilizing you towards the life that you've been working hard to create the news is trying to put fear to easily control others but let me pause here I'm not gonna say that the world is all rainbows and butterflies but what I'm gonna say is that the media presents the world so much worse than it really is by every single platform pushing the cameras where they want it to show to really evoke an emotional reaction and a response from their audience. Is the world absolutely perfect? No. But the world is nowhere near as tragically hurt and absolutely paralyzed as what the media shows us to be. So why would the media put so much negativity and fear out that we still haven't gotten the root of that besides ad review? And that's because the easiest way to control people is via fear, via guilt, and via shame, right? Think about all the fear, guilt, and shame that has been put onto the media this year. Because part of our brain enters these incidents as potential threats, our brains will go into survival mode, into a state of worry and unable to process new information, which as I said, is immobilizing in fact a recent study by the american psychological association showed us that 50 participants were presented with an imaginary scenario right and the other 50 participants received news that were delivered calmly and the other half of the group was offered a more sensational highly affected presentation of the same information and when researchers found was that individuals who saw the highly sensational presentation were unable to process by thinking clearly and remembering new information immediately after they watched the clip. The study was key in indicating that individuals who viewed the very emotional invoking news clips may have been experiencing stress and anxiety and does appear that the news delivered in an alarming way will create a fear response that is immobilizing even if the viewers know that the story is fake, that the story is imaginative. This highly suggests that our fear response is not always tied to logic okay, as humans we are very emotional creatures and our brains can quickly recognize danger first even if there's not an immediate threat in front of us. In fact, as humans, we tend to think negatively to protect ourselves from reality. If things turn out better than expected, then we're we're relieved. If things turn out to be worse, then we think, oh, at least we're prepared, right? The last thing that I want to talk about in this episode is secondary traumatic stress, right? Many of you have heard of post-traumatic stress disorder, aka PTSD, but secondary traumatic stress, aka STS, is also very familiar, which is Known as the compassion fatigue, STS is is common among trauma therapists and in and first responders, aka EMTs, and paramedics, and it can happen to anyone who interacts with or views the trauma of others for long periods of time. Some symptoms of secondary traumatic stress include re-experiencing past personal trauma, even if it's unrelated, heightened anxiety or restlessness, hypervigilance, exhaustion or even a disrupted sense of trust and safety. Secondary traumatic stress can feel very disturbing, but it shouldn't take over our lives, okay? Turning off access to news and and media, staying connected with others to build strength and healing in an authentic community, and accepting that you cannot control the outcome of natural disasters, shootings, or accidents, um, really helps us understand that fear is natural and... So are the management tools to prevent STS from becoming a significant detrimental stressor that can actually impact every aspect of everyday life. On a more personal note, it did take me a period of time to fully understand and fully take action that there is no one notification from your phone or your computer or or news that is that urgent on the on the radio or internet that is breaking news, breaking enough that requires our greatest energy or focus, right? Growing addicted to tuning into all the crises and all that are happening all over the world the intention, with, with their intention to spread the message to create awareness isn't going to be the thing that moves our needle forward to, rec- to create the life, to create the community, or to create the environment that we truly need to thrive. As I mentioned earlier, as humans, we are driven, and inclined to fix things and the harsh truth unfortunately is that there is not a lot that we can do when we are experiencing these things from the media to take action but instead we can preserve our energy and time to create the identity and character that the solution truly needs in order to create massive impact well that's all i have for you for our episode today Stay tuned for the next few episodes of this awesome podcast that gets released every Thursday and Sunday. But other than that, I'm going to leave you with the same message I leave you in every single one of the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast episodes. Keep that brain sharp, keep that heart healthy, and go dominate. Thank you for your time and attention, and above all, thank you and your interest in science.